You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Recently, the 11th president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis was installed, inaugurated, yes. and, and installed at Concordia Seminary. And we have the pleasure of talking with him today, the Reverend Dr. Thomas J. Egger, 11th president of Concordia Seminary. Dr. Egger, thanks so much for being our guest in the coffee hour today. It's great to be with you, Andy and Sarah. It is, it's it's a momentous occasion. The inauguration just happened recently, just last week, and uh, a big occasion, a, only the 11th president mm-hmm. of the seminary. And the seminary's been around for quite a while, so that's that's. That's a, a big occasion to celebrate, and all the all the the important things that come with a celebration like that the the service, the worship service, and all those things happening. You want to recap the the last week of events for us? <laughs> yeah, it was a busy week at the seminary. So uh, weekend before last, lots of our new incoming students were rolling in with all of their stuff spilling out of their vehicle, single <laughs> students, married students moving into their places, students returning from vicarage. The week was full of orientation events for new students. And and then at the end of the week, on Friday, we had our annual opening service that begins the school year each year. This year, we installed four new three new faculty members and a new, deacon, a new deaconess on staff. And then I was installed as president in the morning service. And then we had a big noon meal for the whole campus community out in the quad with some good food and uh, some good fellowship and some good heat. It was about <laughs> 95 degrees. Of course. And then in the afternoon was the inauguration ceremony. And that happens less often, not an annual event, but only when a new president comes in. So the last one was 16 years ago when Dale Meyer was inaugurated as mm-hmm. the 10th president of the seminary, and uh, the afternoon inauguration ceremony was my opportunity to speak a little bit to the seminary community and to the church about my own priorities for for uh, theological education for our church, and also an opportunity for different representatives across Senate to bring their greetings and their good wishes for, for the seminary. And then that evening, we had a big party, a, a sit-down dinner. And on Sunday afternoon, we had our what's becoming our annual beginning of the year hymn festival in the chapel. So we've had a lot of events and a lot of fun. And now this morning and well, yesterday morning and today we are beginning classes and it's fun to have full seminary life rolling and getting down to the business of studying the scriptures and the teachings of the church. A lot of things happening. I saw a lot of pictures on social media of all the the first years, first day of school. So the very exciting things, a lot, a lot happening. But of course, the the theological formation, the pastoral formation, is is obviously why we're all here. Why you're doing what you're doing, very important work. That transition from you know previous prior life pre-presidency now into being uh, the seminary president that, that I assume is, is a bit of a transition. Tell us about your, your life as a parish pastor and how that has helped form you into being seminary president. Yes, absolutely. Well, I graduated from Concordia Seminary back in 1997, did some extra graduate studies in Old Testament, but then was called to serve Zion Lutheran Church in Storm Lake, Iowa. And my wife and my family and I 
lived there with the awesome people at Zion Storm Lake for five years, from 2000 to 2005. And those were just really delightful years, living in a rural setting and being so warmly welcomed and cared for and appreciated as a pastor. I learned a lot of things in the parish, <laughs> far too many to, to list, that really have shaped my teaching as a seminary professor and will continue to shape my thoughts on how we prepare workers for Christ Church. But some of the things that I remember most were, first of all, just pulling into the driveway at the parsonage with our moving truck and having about 25 or 30 people ready to go, just there welcoming us, carrying everything in, so appreciative that we were there. And it really helped me to see clearly from the beginning that though they did come to love us for ourselves and, and loved us, even before they had met us, they respected and appreciated and were just so glad that a new pastor was coming to their congregation, that they were respecting me and loving me, not not just because Tom's a great guy, <laughs> but because I was there to bring them the good news of their Savior and to be that presence of Christ and bring the promises of Christ into their lives. And and so that was an important, important gift and an important lesson to learn, just how much God's people need a pastor and appreciate the coming of a new pastor. And I think maybe one of the other main things uh, that I learned along the way is just how much people need the hope and the help of their Savior. I tell my students all the time that when I first came to the parish, I thought, you know, there's there's probably you know 10% or 20% of the people in the congregation who are probably struggling with something. And the rest of them, they have life put together. They think they're doing just fine. It's probably my job to constantly remind them how much they need a savior and and to preach the law so effectively that they'll be aware of that. And that is important. But what I came to realize the more that I got to know the people in the congregation is, you know, they're all just like me. They struggle. They don't have things all put together. They are hurting, they're lonely, they are surrounded by sad situations and hard situations, and they need help. They need a savior, in <laughs> fact. And, and it was my privilege to be able to come to their living rooms and their hospital bedsides and, and to meet with them in the sanctuary of God week after week and to proclaim that savior to them. Just came to realize that Everybody's hurting. <laughs> Everybody mm -hmm. uh, needs a savior. We all live in this same broken world, and we all are deeply broken ourselves. And what good news it is that God had pity on us in that and, and has helped us. So as part of your formation, you mentioned continuing graduate studies as well. So take us from the parish then to serving as a professor at Concordia Seminary. Yeah, it was hard to leave the congregation. It was a great life for me and for my family. I love the people whom God had called me to serve there in Storm Lake. But ultimately, I, I heard the call of the church and of God to come to the seminary and realized that I had special training in the Hebrew language and the history and theology of the Old Testament that not many people in our synod had. It really was a need of the church for me to come there. And I also, I tell people, 
I had a lot of kids at the time, had five at that time. We now have six. And I thought, I have a lot of kids. We'll probably have a lot of grandkids. And I really want for there to be good pastors for my children and my grandchildren and for everyone else's children and grandchildren. <laughs> and so I, I really thought of coming to the seminary as the great privilege of having a hand amidst all the others who serve at the seminary. I would be one of those contributing to resourcing the church with solid, Christ-centered, loving pastors. And and that's that's been my privilege to, to work at and labor at here these last 16 years at Concordia. What's important to you in the formation of these pastors and deaconesses and, and other church workers who are attending the seminary? Well, I think the most important thing of all is that they recognize their own need for a savior, that they see clearly the beauty of Christ's love and his redeeming work, that they understand it in its richness and its fullness and all of its implications for God's people. And and what that means is that they know the scriptures well. So to really have a, a deep grounding in the word of God, which testifies so richly of Christ and of his work, not just in simple and stereotyped ways, but in many ways and rich ways. And Christ's sheep need more than just their own common sense, and they need more than just their pastor's own gut sense about things. <laughs> they need heavenly wisdom. And, and so past, we need to form pastors and it's the important work that our seminaries do to form pastors who won't just speak out of their own heads or out of their own hearts, but that speak out of the heavenly wisdom of God's word. And, and so that's what we work at at the seminary. We study the scriptures. We study kind of an organized approach to the teachings of the scripture in our doctrinal theology what we've what we've learned from our forefathers as they have mined the scriptures and systematized things you might say for us in terms of the teachings of the church drawn from the scriptures we study church history because as times change so rapidly it's all the more important that our pastors have a historical perspective and see where the church has been learn the lessons of history and we learn the practical teachings of, of or the practical skills of the ministry, preaching and counseling and teaching and parish leadership and administration and so forth. I was going to ask why a seminary important, but you already answered that. <laughs> I think you've answered that very clearly that it, it's it's so important for those who serve the church to have that strong foundation in the word, not just their own understanding of the word, but building on what the saints throughout history have learned from God's word as well. We have more to learn from Dr. Egger, the 11th president of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live 
uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Dr. Thomas J. Egger. He's 11th President of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Recently, uh, recent inauguration and installed at Concordia Seminary, and graciously giving us some time to share his story and the story of Concordia Seminary with you today. Uh, Dr. Egger, you you shared with us before the break what's important in the formation of pastors and deaconesses and other church workers, especially that a strong foundation in the Word of God and and really understanding what God's Word means what it teaches not just our own ideas about what it what we think it says what what happens at concordia seminary in that formation what do you want us to understand for those of us who haven't been to the seminary or haven't had a loved one at seminary to or you know someone that that we've really heard all those stories what are the the things behind the scenes that uh, maybe we don't know about seminary life that make it unique or meaningful yeah well I could talk a lot about the nuts and bolts of what we do on a daily basis to to prepare students. It really is a lot of work. It's very incremental. So we just take little bites and we take small steps as the students mm-hmm. grow in their ability, for example, to read the scriptures in the original Hebrew and Greek, to understand more and more the history of interpretation of the scriptures to understand our Lutheran confessions and Lutheran doctrine better and better, one document at a time, one doctrine at a time, one issue at a time, one author at a time, to claw into church history (laughs) in all of its thousands of years of Old Testament history and then New Testament history and the history of the church since. So much ground to cover and to just take it one piece at a time and reflect on it together to grow into the skills of ministry. So so incrementally to to be taught how to write a sermon but it's one thing for a professor to say here are the things to think about when you go about <laughs> constructing a sermon it's another thing for students to to claw their way into that work and that task and especially for those who haven't done much public speaking before to to really begin to find their own voice and their own sense of how do i go about preaching faithful and joyful sermons proclaiming Christ as as uh, the Savior rooted in a particular scriptural passage that will connect well with hearers in a particular context. And so they write a sermon, it gets critiqued by their classmates, by their professor, they rewrite the sermon, and then they go through it again num- numerous times through the process, trying to slowly improve, improve, improve. Something not everyone may know is that in our seminary programs, this is true of both of our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod seminaries, Concordia Seminary in St. Louis and Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, almost all of our pastoral preparation students, our Master of Divinity program students, come to the seminary for two years of study, then leave. They are dispersed across the country for one year a year-long internship working with another pastor that we call their vicarage year. They are a vicar in a church for one year. Then they come back to the seminary for their fourth year. And that really gives them an additional opportunity to really a fantastic opportunity to fully jump into the practice of ministry alongside a faithful senior shepherd who 
who is supervising them, and then to come back to the seminary with certain goals in mind to work on still in need of improvement mm-hmm. and uh, to be given attention their fourth year. And may- maybe one more comment about the seminary. For those who have never been to the campus of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, I think one thing that would surprise people and be striking to them is just how beautiful the campus is. It is really strikingly beautiful, and it is a testimony to how much our forefathers valued this theological preparation for future pastors, that they invested this kind of attention and care and funds into the construction of such a beautiful campus. And it's also a testimony to what we believe about our God, that he is a God of beauty and and to surround ourselves and our students with the beauty of creation, the beauty of human architecture, the beauty of the symbolism of the faith and stained glass and so forth really does enrich our time there. It enriches our souls and our community as we spend time there together. There's a bit of our own Lutheran historical tradition there as well. Part of the the original seminary or the original seminary building. Is that right from from Perry's Perrysville? Yeah, there's an interesting contrast. There's the <laughs> the one the one room log cabin seminary. It's actually a replica of the original. The That's original true, yes. is down in uh, Perry <laughs> County, Missouri, about an hour and a half to the south. But this seminary replica has stood on our campus for a long time. And again, it reminds us, though it's not as grandiose <laughs> as, as the Gothic Tudor buildings that, that, that line the heart of our campus, it itself is a testimony to how much our first immigrant forefathers valued theological education. They built that structure even before they had built homes for some of their own families. And one of the first things they did as they were settling a new community, a rural community, was they built a structure to prepare future pastors to bring the word of God to their children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Such an important thing. What are some of the things that you learned yourself being a seminary student and then being a professor? What are some things you've learned about seminary and seminary life uh, and what's important from your time actually being there and, and learning from professors? Yeah. Well, it was a great joy for me as a student to come to the seminary back in 1993. I had come from a a liberal arts college that had a Christian history, but a lot of the instruction was really quite secular and some of it even anti-Christian. And so to come to the seminary and to be able to to, to be taught by professors who believed the scriptures, who loved their Savior, to be taught from faith to faith, faith seeking understanding and always greater knowledge. It really, I was like a sponge (laughs) and a a happy sponge, just soaking it all in. And so it's it's really an environment where students, they come to love not only their savior and, and his word, but they love their teachers and they love one another. And that's a really important dimension of our life as a synod, to have a ministerium that has a cohesion, that they are not strangers to one another, but they know many of the other pastors in synod, they trust them, they know their professors, and that shared experience of of shared learning from the same faculties, and also a shared life together on the seminary campus, the community of the faculty, the staff, and the students on the seminary campuses. It's so important 
as a model and a, a glue in a sense for the community and the unity of our of our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod as a whole. Recently being installed as president, what can we anticipate? What can we expect in the coming weeks, months, years ahead at Concordia Seminary? Well, we have a wonderful uh, tradition and a wonderful foundation to build from and to continue. And so I would hope that what you would expect is much of the same, (laughs) (laughs) that we will continue to hold fast to Christ as the center of our work, the joy of our work, that we would embrace community life and uh, and community shared learning. I think some of the things that we have changing opportunities for, as we have more and more immigrants to our country, we are preparing more and more ethnic minority pastors through some of our different pastoral preparation programs as some of those new immigrant communities come into their second and third generations here in the in the country, I'm looking forward to finding pathways to bring their pastoral preparation into the, the, the full MDiv residential life together community preparation that we have going on on our campus. And so we're looking forward to increasingly diverse, ethnically diverse ministerium for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, which will be very helpful to us in continuing to love and to reach out to people of all different backgrounds in this country. And we also have increasing opportunities and connections for worldwide service in theological education. This is really, this has been going on for decades that our synod has been partnering with international churches in gospel outreach, but especially in theological education. But I would say in the last 25 years or so, the opportunities have really exploded. And praise be to God, the Lutheran Church is growing much more quickly in some areas of the world than it is here in America, especially in places like uh, Eastern Africa, where there are church bodies that are two or three or four times the size of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and rapidly growing. And a lot of these international church bodies are looking to Concordia Seminary in St. Louis and to Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne and saying, please help us to prepare our future professors and church leaders and prepare them with a solid Lutheran theological foundation, Christ-centered theology, biblical confidence, Uh, good grounding in church history. And so that's a role that we are increasingly playing. And that's uh, one of the most delightful privileges. What are you looking forward to now that you're now that you're official? What are some things you're looking forward to being able to do in in this role now? Yeah, well, I'm finding that the seminary president does an awful lot of things, (laughs) uh, not least of which is to wade through a mountain of emails every day. But I would say two two of the things that I think I will enjoy the most amongst those many things. One is simply meeting people and working Mm -hmm. with people. In this new role, I've I've had the opportunity to meet so many people across our synod, around the world, inside the Lutheran Church and outside of the Lutheran Church, and just a lot of really interesting, gifted people. And it's a joy to meet with with, uh, new people and to explore different partnerships and, uh, and ways that 
that our seminary can come alongside other efforts and and get kind of the synergy and the and the joy of of partnership in working with others and another thing i'm really looking forward to as a faculty member i always really wanted to spend more time learning from my feather fellow faculty hmm. getting to know their work their writings their their um well, just their their theological contributions and as seminary president that really is a part of my vocation to have a good pulse on what's going on at the mm -hmm. seminary theologically and we have such a fantastic faculty and i'm so looking forward to devoting more time to engaging their work to engaging them in conversation uh, about the their teaching and their their topics that they're exploring and to be able to celebrate those things in the broader church, to be able to speak in an informed way about these are the great things that the faculty of Concordia Seminary St. Louis are working on. Well, thank you for uh, sharing some time with us and God's blessings on your, your new role as president at Concordia Seminary. Thank you so much. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Thomas J. Egger, 11th president of Concordia Seminary. It's been a pleasure having you on the Coffee Hour. Come back anytime. We'd always love to, to <laughs> chat with you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh, 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 o